goodness. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Oh my god, He's look had at an amazing face. career, but nothing has lived up to what we've got right here. Have you ever seen anything like this? I'm not sure the players are ready. At least one of them isn't. So loud. Just talk quickly about that so loud. Incredible net coverage. Match point again. Second match point. Second serve. <laughs> oh my god. Good serve. Backhand pass down the line, off the net. That is incredible. That is actually incredible. That is so crazy. The greatest showman shows that he's a terrific match player as well. At the age of 36, ranked 394 in the world, he has produced a superhuman camera. That was by far the greatest thing I've seen on a tennis court in a very, very long time. Easily. That fifth set, that fifth set comeback was the best fifth set I've seen in years. What a set, what a match, and what a comeback. What a performance by Gael. Le Monf, the greatest showman. Not only was it incredible, breathtaking, but just so inspirational, man. So inspirational. Just watching him play. Fighting for every point, love four down in the fifth set. And then one four, and then two four, and then three four, and then four four. And then he gets broken when he's serving at four four. Sabita Baez is up five four, serving for the match for the first time. Sabita Baez was up four love. Then he found himself four four. He broke five four. Sabita Baez. Finally getting a chance to serve this match out. Gael breaks. And then holds for 6-5. And then breaks. Just, just incredible. Truly incredible. And he looked down and out. Not just that he, he was... Like being, you know, not good enough is one thing. Or your opponent 
just starting to play better than you or, you know, you, your opponent's on fire. That's another thing. But, like, cramping up and just feeling probably so physically tired, like, his entire body. Man, oh, man. Amazing. Amazing. He was cramping so tight, limping, doing the stanky leg. But then just started to play better and better. It's just, it was just so, so incredible. Really no, no, no other way to say it. Truly breathtaking, inspirational. And this is, this is Grand Slam Tennis. It took us three days. It almost took three full days. And you know what? I was, on day one, I was bitching about these five setters that seem to take fucking forever. These five set matches that just never fucking finish for no fucking reason. Just long, like, just hours and hours and hours. For what? Two shitty players against each other. Against each other. But this was different. This... Th Look at me backtrack. This is why we need five set tennis at slams. Yeah, I said it. I'm probably going to change my mind tomorrow when I see no name playing against fuckface or something. But that was incredible. Grand Slam tennis, man, there's nothing like it. Tennis, what a beautiful sport, man. Le Monf, seeing him play, that's his first win as a father. Just, just amazing stuff. History. One of the best matches... One of the best, particularly one of the best fifth sets in a long time, even at the French Open. Probably in history, I really don't think there's there are many fifth sets that can that can sort of compete with that. And it had to be a Frenchman, not just any Frenchman, but the greatest showman, the greatest showman, Le Monde. The crowd was behind him. Honestly, I usually find the crowd noise and the cheering and the screaming and the booing and, you know, towards the uh, opponent, the screaming between the double faults, the, you know, cheering the double faults, uh, or sorry, you know, be between first and second serve and then cheering double faults, etc. Usually, I mean, it is obnoxious. 100% it is obnoxious. <laughs> but usually I don't enjoy it. Today I did. Today I loved it. I love the, I love Lemonf and I hate Sibita Bites. Can't stand him. He's a dirty rat. He's a dirty rat. And we'll talk about him in a few seconds. Don't worry. I, I you know I haven't I haven't forgotten about uh that dirty little <clears throat> Yeah. I plan on recording today's episode shortly after the Vico Andrisku match, which was amazing by the way. And after after that match, I said, "Let me let me check what Gael is doing. Let me let me let me see what the night sesh is on Chatrier." And then I saw a third set, fourth set. He's up two one in the fourth set. He drops the fourth set. Mm. Goes down love one, and then love two serves at love two, gets broken again. Love three. Sibita holds for love four, and then it's like. Alright, well, like, in, like, five minutes, I'm about to record, hop on, do the show, and then, wait a minute, what? And it was, like, 1-4, I'm like, okay, Sabitha's about to go, like, 5-1 here, hold, and then possibly break for 6-1, 
maybe uh, Gael holds for for two five and then six two and it's over. Oh man, I'm glad. Uh, you know, I I hate to upload or or to start recording so late because by the time I'm 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 done talking, which you know you know I can go on for for hours and hours. But once I'm done actually finish recording and then editing and then uploading and you know it's gonna be a late upload and for that i'm sorry but i i don't regret it honestly um i could have watched the match on mute and just sort of looked at it from the corner of my eye whilst i recorded uh, <laughs> but honestly i'm glad i didn't and wow 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 okay now so like how i was saying it took us three days to get our first good match or matches. I'll, I'll be fair. Today, I mean, even though today, you know, overall, if you look at all the matches across the board, all 40 singles matches, it was uh, pretty ugly, disgusting, rough. A lot of, you know, crazy results. Madla madness, excuse me, still ensued from yesterday. Okay. And... But what's different than yesterday was today we actually got three really, really, really good matches, finally. Uh, days one and two, I don't think we can say we had a good match yet. I can't speak on the ATP for sure, but on the women's, I know for a fact that days one and two, there was not one single good match. Even though there were, like, a lot of candidates and a lot of, you know, possibilities for, you know, a cracker of a match, but no, we didn't. Today on the women's, we didn't. Vika... Victoria Azarenka versus Andrescu was a really good match. Well, here's the thing. Like, on the surface, like, yeah, of course, like, you'd expect that to be a banger. Obviously, two former Grand Slam champions, you know, some of the biggest names in, in women's tennis. Maybe not at the moment. But, you know, I, I I think it's safe to say that these are household names. Wow, I can't speak. Victoria Azarenka versus Bianca Andrescu. But, of course... um, you know, that's on the surface. If you go beneath the surface, you know, both of their four, of, of course, injuries um, for Andriscu, seeing what happens here in Miami, who who came back and recovered uh, remarkably fast, actually good for her. Uh, she looked amazing. And Vika not being able to uh, continue in Rome, withdrawing mid-tournament b between her first and second round matches. So, like, you know, after, like, looking at it and thinking about it a little bit, were my excuse me? Were my expectations high for this one? No. But it delivered. It was not only a good match, but it was a it was a great it was a spectacular match. From honestly, from both players, three sets went the distance. It was intense, big hitting, high quality, really good, and they both looked really really good, especially Andrescu. Now, since we're on the topic of that match, let's talk about it. Vika actually raced to a 6-2 lead in the first set. Uh, the first couple games were kind of close, but then, you know, from I think from like 2-2, or, or from 2-2, she just ripped four straight, if I'm remembering correctly. And Andrisku looked like she didn't stand a chance. And the first couple games also in the second set, you know, it looked to be much of the same. Vika went up 3-1, so Vika 6-2, 3-1 up in the second set. 40-15, two break points to make it 4-1 to, you know, pending a service hold, 5-1. You 
She lost the set? 3-6. Mm-hmm. And then Andrisco just turned it the fuck on in the decider. Uh, the, the third set was really good. Vika also stepped up her level a little bit, but couldn't couldn't match Andrisco's level. Honestly, Andrisco looked scary good. I believe last year she made the quarters or semis at the French. Uh, I think quarters. Was it even quarters? I don't know. I know she played Iga, or was that Rome? Oh, I'm tripping. I'm tripping, tripping. How did she do last year? Can someone tell me? I think I'm actually lying to you, and she didn't make it past the second round last year. I think Ego Ego BB on clay. I believe. I guess it was must have been Rome then, um, where I think Andrescu lost seven six six love, something like that. Seven six six one, something like that. Rough, 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 rough. But she showed that she could play on clay, and you know, actually, her last two or three matches against Ego, she also showed that she can. You know, when she's on, which, you know, sometimes she struggles to sort of stay on or, 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 or play that way for an entire match. But shows that she can still, like, really, 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 really play Andrisco. And I don't mean to say that and sound surprised. But, like, we just haven't seen much of it from her. Like, we know what she is capable of, but, like, we don't really see it often. So, like, here I am wondering, like, will we... Like, should we get used to this? Is this what we should come, like, come to expect of you? Should we expect even more? You know, it's tough. So I'm just going to relax. Love, love Andrisku. Um, I must say she's getting a little ratty. You know, a bit obnoxious with her, like, screaming, yelling, her attitude, the faces she makes, the way she walks. But I noticed this is just, I think that it's just the era. It's it's the era of just being a uh, a bit ratty and obnoxious and you know I think the 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 word the nice words the nice way to say it is intense or feisty like yeah she's so feisty like she like when she's on court she's so intense I think that's like a really nice way of saying she's a dirty fucking rat who won't stop screaming and is ob as obnoxious as shit. But yeah, she's so intense. <laughs> okay, it goes without saying. The best thing that I saw today... It has to be Le Mans, right? It has to be. But since madness, even, you know, the good kind of madness, is excluded from this activity, it's going to have to be Andrisku. Andrisku really was incredible today. have to give her her flowers for that. Now, for the worst thing that I saw today. Someone's not going to like this. Honestly, I'm just going to say it. The worst thing that I saw today was Shelby Rogers. Um, uh, look, Shelby Rogers, This I think this is her third straight match that she loses from a setup. Uh, I don't. I don't really know what's good with her. Like, Petro Martic did not seem to be on any drugs today, especially in the first set. So, Shelby Rogers. You know. You know. I really like her. I. I really, really. I used to hate her. Used to call her a lunch lady. Used to say like she's just. You know. Um, 
like who is this woman like what is she doing on a tennis court um but i've grown to like her she's actually a really nice character uh saw some interviews heard her speak heard about her story uh and sort of her struggles and and what she had to sort of overcome to you know to continue to you know partake in full-time tennis etc but i mean like what's like what's good with you shelby I think last year she made a final in the U.S. and of course her and Madison Keys, you know, if you like them, just wait till they're playing in the U.S. Right? And she was. I think it was San Jose or D.C. I'm not sure which one, where she had a remarkable week, like tough draw. Actually, beat Andrescu, beat Sakari, like beat a bunch of players, a bunch of names, and in the final had Kasatkina. Took the first set against Kasatkina 7-6 and then lost. Like, Shelby, like, why do you do that? It was a 500. Against Sabalenka in Cincinnati when Sabalenka at the time was, you know, sort of in her waste woman era. Shelby also had all kinds of leads, but let it get away. Shelby Rogers, just a few weeks ago in Rome... Up a set against Noskova. It went to a decider. Okay. Up 4-1 in the decider. And then you lose 4-6. Like, I'm, I'm tired of this. You're you're against Petra Martic. First round of a slam. Chance to get something going. Like, you know, beating a decent player in the first round should be a huge confidence boost. And then, like, you just throw up all, all over yourself. Like, this, the, these shocking results and, and just inability to win from winning positions, uh, Shelby... Um, uh, that you you are the worst thing that I saw today, and it pains me to say that. Truly. That's not to say that there was nothing else really bad or shit today. There are plenty of contenders. Um, but you know, all things considered, sort of big, bigger picture here, that is probably the worst thing worst thing I saw today. Uh, concerning for Shelby Rogers, I feel like nobody cares about her, Shelby Rogers, but. I, I kind of do nowadays, and these results are... <laughs> but hey, at least now we know that even though Petro Martic won, uh, she has not uh, contacted her supplier, and, and looks like her stash... Yeah, looks like she, you know, she still she doesn't have her drugs. Okay, here we go. Now that the craziest thing that I saw today, and a lot of people will say, well, no, hold up, that's actually, like, not that crazy. Like, why do you think that? But Mira Andreeva in her first ever Grand Slam match in the main draw. To take it 6-2, 6-1, just like that, against a pretty experienced, uh, capable tennis player. For me, that's that's crazy, man. Just the way she just breezed, already won four matches in the women's draw. I think in one of her interviews with Eurosport, she said something about she was expecting to lose in qualies and actually have to sign up to play the girls tournament, which is juniors, like under 16 or like under 16 or 17 or 18. It's like something like that. I don't know the exact cutoff, but, you know, there's the men's and the women's singles, of course, uh, and then there's girls and boys, which is like the juniors. Um and she was expecting to to lose like early, like not even like first round. I mean, she's she was talking qualies. 
But wow. I think just the whole journey incredible. These this clay season, Mirandriva, out of fucking nowhere. Truly a story, definitely one to watch. Um hope she's not just a flavor of the month type deal. But yeah, craziest thing that I saw today and and this uh tournament as well. So far that's that's one of them stories to to watch out for, right? Okay. So now I'm going to try to keep this recap quick. Quick recap of every match from today and then we'll look at tomorrow. Okay? So we talked about Andriva Risk. Andriva won 6261. Looked so confident. Dictated play. Her decision making was on point. Court coverage, confidence just so so good. So actually a very smart player as well. And she can hit the fuck out of the ball. She can read the game well. Looks very, very mature. She's She just turned 16. What? Okay, now here we go. Diane Perry. Excuse, like, forgive my language. She has sucked dick all year. Huh? All, all fucking year. She sucked. Constantly, really bad. Okay. And in her last two matches, she beat Linda Noskova and Annalena Kalanina. Now, I know that's not that crazy, but if you think about it for a little bit, this girl, Diane Perry, has been shockingly bad this year. Like, pr like horrible. And in her last two matches, she beat Noskova and Annalena Kalanina. Last two tournaments, sorry. Her last two wins in her last two tournaments, Noskova and Annalena Kalanino. Noskova also, once like Mirandriva, she was the flavor of the month. She was all the hype. Also a very young uh, player with a very promising future. Lost to Diane Perry just like a few weeks ago. And then Annalena Canalina, the Rome finalist. Diane Perry uh, beat her 6-2-6-3. Of course, Kalanina retired in uh, in the Rome final mid-match. Not, not a nice thing to see, but I guess she was hurt or compromised and couldn't really keep going. So good for Diane Perry. The French wildcard threw to the second round. 6-2-6-3. Rebecca Peterson versus Fiona Ferrer. Now, I said if I was a heartless bot... Or, or some sort of robot, or chat GPT, or, or if I was wired like AI or something, and I wasn't a real human being with a heart, and like blood, I, if, if I was, if I, yeah, I would have bet all my money that I, that I had, and my possession, and actually, all of my possessions as well, like fridge, car, TV, etc., and put it on uh, Rebecca Peterson minus 165. Uh, but obviously, I am not a robot, so I didn't do that. Rebecca Patterson won 6-2-6-love against Fiona Farrow, who I, I believe this is the last we'll see of her uh, at the French Open forever. Fiona Farrow, 6-2-6-love for Patterson. This is definitely a very surprising result. I thought... I did expect this to go over... Xinyu Wang versus Marie Buskova, but I was not expecting a Xinyu Wang straight sets win at all. Buskova proving that she's the type of player that if her opponent is playing well and sort of bringing the game to them and not shitting themselves, uh, 
Marie Buskova has no chance, and if that's the case, if that holds true for all her opponents, she may never win a match again, and I'm not exaggerating. But, luckily for her, a lot of the girls do often throw up all over themselves and shit themselves and commit a shit ton of errors and therefore Marie Buskova can continue to, you know, sell them win matches and earn a living on the WTA Tour. But this is proof if you're a, a dirty pusher and your plan is, is to wake up in the morning, leave your hotel, you, you gather your belongings, your bag, your racket, your hat, etc., your phone, your sunscreen, whatever... And your plan is to go to the courts and just chase balls for two hours. You know, like, like good, good luck with that. Really, like, if if that's how you want to play, then go ahead. Like, you'll win matches easy without really having to do much other than chase a million balls, of course. But if you're happy to do that and you enjoy doing that and you want to win, then then yeah, sure. You'll beat some players, but you know, even Shin Yu Wang who also not too long ago was at some point the flavor of the month as well. Uh, Chinese player, hits hard, interesting, sort of unique play style. Can, uh, she's very versatile. I'd honestly compare her to Mukova, her sort of overall style and flair. Uh, obviously not as developed and much more raw than Mukova, but this is a great win. She's a great player, Xin Yu Wang. Unfortunately, her results for the past, let's say, year and a half have been pretty, pretty bad and disappointing, not seeing her pan out. But this right here is a good win, and it's a start, so let's see. I think I'm prepared to declare Lucia Bronzetti as the queen of Rabat and nothing else. I, I, you know, really, it wasn't just an inkling, but I really had a strong feeling like... That is her tournament. Okay? But every other tournament, even though it's on clay, is most definitely not her tournament. Seemingly. That's what it looks like. I'm saying she can only play well at that one tournament. And she plays very well there. It seems. But cannot play well or anywhere close. Anywhere else, it seems like Bronzetti. Really bad. I mean, I understand it's Unshabur after all, but Unshabur is barely fit, lacking a lot of uh, fitness, match rhythm, confidence, rhythm. <clears throat> yeah. Olga Danilovic. I asked for a 616 love against Kozlova Bandels so we could maybe. Get a nice line against Danilovic if she looks good. Danilovic, just like Andriva, has now won four matches in a row this year at the French through to the second round. 6-3-6-2 against Kozlovo Bandel. Okay, here we go. Selina Yanisijevic versus Osiadona. Now, this girl, Selina Yanisijevic, won the first set 6-love. And then lost the second and third sets, 6-2-6-1. It's the most disgusting uh, six-love application, the the six-love or the first-set bagel theory. Uh, It's disgusting, it's gut-wrenching, and it makes me want to vomit. I've lost a lot of matches from six-love up, 
but I have never, ever, ever sniffed a win from Love Six Down. Go fucking figure. Rebecca Masarovo up 6-3 on Coco Golf, looking good. Coco Golf just uh, not like to put it simply, not a good tennis player. They met earlier this year in, in Jan at the Auckland Slam. You know, the Grand Slam that Coco Golf won earlier this year in New Zealand. No, 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 not Australian. The Auckland Slam in New Zealand. Uh, they met in the final and Coco Golf won. She won her match 6-1, 6-1. Today, Masarova was up 6-3. And looked like, you know, she couldn't. Oh. And then the rest of the way lost 6-1, 6-2. Really good, really good stuff. Linda Noskova, the aforementioned uh, flavor of the month, once upon a time, against anything can happen. And of course, anything can happen in anything can happen's matches. And including, you know, what comes under the umbrella of anything can happen for anything can happen, that includes retirements. So anything can happen actually retired 6-3-2-1 down. Um... Early in the second set, anything can happen, can just retire. Once again, proving that she is rightfully named, anything can happen because anything can truly fucking happen. Uh, Julia Grabher, continuing her form from Rabat, unlike Bronzetti. Uh, she made the final there. Uh, started off here 6-2, 6-3 in the first round. She's through to the second. Honestly, I think she's on drugs. I think she's on drugs, but I've always sort of appreciated and, uh, or just, um, I, what's the word? Like, I know, like, what's the word? Like, I sort of acknowledged, like, how, how good she is on clay. I mean, I understand she's no Igish Fiontek, Julia Grabher, but, like, against some of these scrubs, like, maybe, like, Arang Sarus, like, yeah, she's, she's actually pretty good. Like, amongst the low-level players, I mean. So, yeah. 6-2, 6-3, easy as you like, versus Aranxarus. <sighs> Speaking of theories, the 7-6-6-2 theory strikes again. Saros Uribe's Tormo uh, served for the set twice, the first set. Um, got broken both times, went to a tiebreak, won the tiebreak 7-6. Uh, there's a girl that I know called Sinyakova who also served for the free set twice two days ago but did not win the uh, tiebreak and actually got 7-6-6-2 herself. But Saros Rivas Tormo against very poor Clara Burel. I feel so sorry for that girl, man. I mean, your first round, first round match at your home slam and you have to face a fucking zooted demon coked out of her fucking mind. She's not on drugs. She doesn't take pills or injections. Saros Rivas Tormo, coke, straight cocaine. Cocaine. Co cocaina. That girl, Saros Rivas Tormo. Might as well change her name to Saros Rivas Cocaina. That fucking demon. Unbelievable. Won the tiebreak 7 love, by the way. How the. That goes against every fucking rule in tennis. How do you fail to serve out the set twice and win a tiebreak seven love? That's just not. That's un. That's actually unheard of. Like why couldn't have Sinya Why couldn't Sinyakova do this? 
when she fell down. That, this is so brutal, man. So brutal. I don't even bet Burel. I just feel bad for her. I, we should pray for her. For her, Kvitsova, and Storyker stay. I will tell you why. I'll tell you why later. Barbora Krzykova, the madness strikes again, and not the good kind. Barbora Krzykova lost to Lisea Tsurenko 6-2-6-4. This is a shockingly bad result. I mean... The Kosyreto versus Kvitsova, I was like, yeah, okay, maybe. Um, the Avanesian versus Bencic, I mean, if you really stretch it, maybe. You know, Bencic has been sort of AFK away from the game, MIA. Uh, a ball for a little bit and, and looked very run down in, 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 in Qatar when they played earlier this year. Uh, Bencic really went after it and played a lot of tennis and played really hard and actually won a lot of matches in the first couple months of the season. Uh, obviously, Adelaide, Australian Open, Abu Dhabi. So, I mean, that it's been quite a while since and she hasn't really performed well in Miami, Indian Wells, etc. or this clay season at all. So maybe, like, that's a stretch? The Kudermetsova versus Shmilova, maybe that's bad, but I think this one's the worst. I don't know why. I think this one's the worst. Um, oh, fuck. I mean, fuck. Krijikovo <laughs> is up three love with serve. Uh, you know, uh, service hold away from four love in the second set. And then that three love became... Uh, very quickly became 4-3 um, but at some point it was 4-2 and the 4-2 to 4-6 strikes again I'm telling you it's so brutal if you like because of how quick it is it's like you just got assassinated in your living room imagine that okay imagine this this might be a little graphic I'm sorry imagine like you're sitting in, in your living room or in, the, in your dining room or whatever with your family. And an assassin comes into your house and kills all of you in three seconds. Without making any noise, without alerting or startling anyone, the assassin comes in, into your house, he's in your fucking living room, kills all of your family members in three seconds, and then looks at you, and, and then kills you last. Four seconds total. Imagine that. That's exactly... That's exactly what... Losing a set 4-2 up. Losing it 4-6. That's exactly what... The 4-2 to 4-6. That's exactly what that's like. What I just described to you. That scenario. You're in your dining room eating dinner with your family. And this assassin comes in out of fucking nowhere without making a sound and not just into your house but like this and 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 half a second he's in your living room with you assassinates your entire family all of you and then you in four seconds maximum and then he leaves that's what that is Disgusting, man. Yesterday I asked you... I, I Well, I'm not sure that you did, but I, I myself... I'm not sure if I reminded you guys to do the same. 
But uh, last night I prayed for Sori Cristea before I went to bed because I knew that, you know, the next morning she had to go and play a tennis match in the first round of Islam against Jasmine Paulini. And that's not easy for anyone, no matter who you are. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking care who you are. Facing players like Jasmine Paulini, Elisabetta Cosioretto, these kinds of players in the first round, that is not fun for anybody. That's not easy. And Sori Cristea went to war, but unfortunately she did not prevail. She lost, or rather, you know, Paulini won 7-5-2-6-6-2. Just really disgusting, the sequences. Paulini, her little ratty ass, just, it's tough, man. It's tough watching. And I feel bad, like, the, like they're too old for this shit. Sorry, Cristea, Kvitova, to play against these little Italian rats. It's it's not good for them. That's really rough. And Clara Burel to face Sarasurima Storm, that's really rough. It's not fair. Meanwhile, Azarenka gets Andrescu, you know, but grab her gets Arankstarus. Come on, man, like, you know, Adelina Catalina gets Dan Perry and she can't even win, you know, like, come on, man, it's so unfair, it's so unfair, like, it had to be Kvitova and Sori Kirstea. Look for these other girls, Kudermetova, no excuses for them, Kudermetova, what you did, that's embarrassing, Krijikova, that's embarrassing, these are the baby food first rounds, that's Sori Kirstea and... Kvitova wished they could have had. Sorry, Kristea and Kvitova would have loved to face Tsurenko, Shmidlova, Elena Venesian. They would have loved to. But Kosiretto and Paulini, man, that is a nightmare for anyone. Anywhere in the world to face in the first round of a tournament, especially a slam. That's disgusting. They should be banned. They, they should be fucking banned. They should ban all Italians from Grand Slams, because that is disgusting, man. That is preposterous. That's, that's not, it's not even tennis at this point. What I saw, uh, it's... I can't. I really can't. No more of that. I'm going to appeal it or something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send someone a nasty email or letter to ban Italian athletes from attending tennis tournaments. Uh, slams. Okay? That's it. I've had enough. Maybe I shouldn't be too harsh, harsh sorry, on Brenda Fruvitovo. Just because her big sister is a punk-ass B-word? Um, doesn't mean that Brenda, her younger sister, is. Uh, I, I think I've shown a lot of prejudice towards Fruvitova because of her big sister, Linda. I cannot stand Linda. She is very unpleasant. And obnoxious, and quite frankly, uh, not a very good tennis player either. But uh, Brenda, on the other hand, I feel like I've been very harsh and sort of dismissive. So I must get, I mean, and she lost, by the way, she lost, just like her big sister. But she actually, I mean, the difference is, is that Elena Rybakina was her opponent, not whoever the fuck. And Pavlichenkova, I think it was yesterday, yeah, that's right. But Elena Rabakino actually had to really fucking bring it to win this match 6-4-6-2. The, sec the first set was very close the entire time. Um, Rabakino ripped the last three games actually from a breakdown for Vitova was serving at 4-3. Sabalenka, uh, Sabalenka. Rabakino broke for 4-4, held for 5-4, and then broke for the set uh, for 6-4. Um, and the second set, the same thing... Uh, Oh my god, Fruvitova actually did a Sakari. 
Fruvitova actually did a sacrifice. She did lead by a break in both sets and lost in straights. Wow, she did the. Uh, she actually did do the Maria Sakari special. Okay. Um, but yeah, but it was just that one, like, I think some commentators call it a half a break because you still haven't held, you know what I mean? Uh, to make it like a two-game lead and some cushion. That's, now that's a break when you consolidate, right? Sort of confirm the break. Um, but yeah, she only led 4-3 serving in the first set and then God broke immediately. And then in the second set, she also led 2-1 with serve, but also got broken in, broken back immediately. And actually, Rabakina from 1-2 down and down a break, 1-2, she actually ripped the last five games of that match. Um, and actually, she did it very impressively, and she had to be really good to sort of come through like that. So, good stuff, honestly, from both players. Thank you, Rabakina, for for clutching that like that with you know there was no room for error uh on that under 18 uh 18 games it landed on under 18 and a half yeah that was fun to watch lauren davis versus zu lin like i told you zu lin can uh you know madison key shelby rogers can only play in the usa or north america to be sort of you know fair Zulin can only play in the Far East and in, in sort of the Eastern Hemisphere. So that includes Australia, New Zealand, um, Tokyo, Korea, uh, and Thailand also. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Davis beat her 6-3, 6-3. Um, Lauren Davis was actually up. No, never mind. But yeah, uh, easy stuff for Lauren Davis. <laughs> okay, Iga Shvantec versus Christina Buxo. I'm going to spend, like, no more than 15 seconds talking about this. Um, Christina Buxo was actually playing really well. She was on her Maria Sharapova in the first set, kind of. And you could see her... You could sort of see that this woman has some sort of deal. Or just works with the devil in some sort of... Like, you could just see that. That was very clear. If you watch the first set of that tennis match, it was so clear to you that this woman from Spain is associated with the devil in some capacity one way or another this woman at some point in her life has struck a deal with the devil that was so clear if you can't see it i don't know what to tell you for me it was clear as day but then she got hit with a a brutal if you don't break you get broke and actually never won a fucking game again uh ego was serving in the first set at 4-4 and Christina Buxa had a break point, several actually, to go up 5-4 and get an, and have an opportunity to serve out the set. So remember, it was 4-4 in the first set. Buxa had break points to set herself up to serve out the set. And not only did she not win that game, or that point, or that game... Or the set. She didn't win another game for the rest of the match. She lost eight straight from that from that sort of scenario. 4-4 four, four up break point. Yeah. Never won a game again. She went from Maria Sharapova. Mixed in with some Michael Jordan, Usain Bolt, Lewis Hamilton, Tiger Woods, Muhammad Ali, Cristiano Ronaldo. She went from all that to Christina Buxa in around 12 minutes. 
clearly you i was you know shocked properly shocked at this line uh versus inelbon the qualifier clearly or liu she hasn't really been doing that great but i mean there's no denying that she's a pretty good tennis player like for this sort of level like yeah she's not top 20 or top 30 but like she's close i'd i'd say she's pretty close um and i just think very uh disrespected underestimated undervalued for sure um you know six one six four but it was actually not even that close it was actually way worse um vika andrisku we talked about it vika was six two three one 40 15 up you know one point away she had two chances to break to make it 4-1 and a service hold away from 6-2-5-1 um <laughs> but then never won a game again that's that uh and the decider was good 6-4 in the decider injury school was it was good Ha! Huh. Erika Andreeva, the elder, the, the the big sister. So I guess the Fruvitova sisters and the Andreeva sisters, the big sister is actually, like, the shittier one? Maybe this is tough. Emma Navarro officially on the... on the, She's blacklisted. She's officially on the no-bet list. Um, today we saw a lot of come-from-behind wins. Um, and, you know, I'll tell you all about them. And this is just my luck. I'll, I'll tell you all about it. This is just so okay. Here we go. Like the he, here are all the winners today from a set down. Every match that went to three sets today, the person coming from behind who if the person who lost the first set won the second and third sets. Except all except. For Erika Andriva. Erika Andriva lost the first set, won the second, but lost the decider. The only other person to also do that is Sori Kirstea. Man, what is this? What is this rotten luck, man? Just these sequences just never make sense. Never seems to work out in your favor, huh? Petra Martic was down a set. Was okay. Petra Martic was lost the first set, three six, came back six three six two. Andriscu. Lost the first set to Vika, 2-6, came back 6-3, 6-4. Coco Goff lost the first set, 3-6, came back 6-1, 6-2. Fucking Ossiadona lost the first set, love 6, came back 6-2, 6-1. But Erika Andriva, listen to this, lost the first set, 2-6. Won the second set, 6-3, which fits the bill with, 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 which fits the pattern of all the matches I just listed. And then the third set, was up three love and lost four six. Fuck Emma Navarro. She's a piece of shit player. I officially blacklisted for me. Can't stand her. Disgusting stuff, man. Disgusting. Petra Martic, like I said, not on the drugs. Lost the first set three six, but came back six three six two. Because of course. In exactly two hours, Pedro Mortic did just well enough, but Shelby, Shelby Rogers, that's a collapse. No Petra Isner, from what we're seeing, but obviously this is subject to change. Um, I don't know what's going on on the down low between her and her supplier. Maybe she reaches out to him or and is able to get in touch with him. 
um, for a hookup before her second round match. Who knows? Uh, if I know anything, if I find out, you know, any info, I'll, I'll, you'll be the first to know. Okay, so that's it. That's now round one complete. Round one in the books. Let's look at what the draw looks like now and look at what these round two matches are saying from the top half of the draw. Matchups that were confirmed after today's matches. Iga Sviantek in the second round will face Claire Liu. Honestly, this is a huge opportunity. I swear to God, if Claire Liu plays her best match and Iga Sviantek isn't quite there and still struggling a little bit, she, I swear to God, she can take it. Of course she can take it. Anything is possible. But I'm saying she, she has a real chance, a good chance, if she plays really well and, and Iga's struggles continue. It's definitely on. Shinyu Wang versus Rebecca Peterson. Again, it's the second round of a slam, but this really this match really is straight out of the quarterfinals of a 125k. But an an wow, an opportunity for Shinyu Wang to make something happen. The reward, a third round meeting with Iga Sviantek. Hey, or clearly you. Andrescu beat Vika. Now she faces Emma Navarro. That is a, now that's a reward. You have a tough first match, second round you get the you get the bogo, the buy one get one free. That's fair, for sure. Uh, Andrescu versus Navarro in the second round. Um, Lauren Davis versus Tarenko. and the winner will face uh, Andrescu most likely. Mm-hmm. Shmidlova, Balsova, we already knew that. Uh, Kayla Day versus Madison Keys, we already knew that. Uh, Mira Andriva versus Diane Perry. Uh, Mira Andriva, the show goes on, I think. She'll, I think, definitely be able to beat uh, Diane Perry. And, and the French crowd, for sure. Can't wait. The winner will face either Grab Her or Coco Goff, so we could really... Look, I really think Grab Her can beat Coco Goff. But if we look ahead slightly in the third round, we could have Andrivo, Mira, Andrivo versus Coco Goff in the third round. Yeah. Rabakina versus Linda Noskova. Uh, that's a pretty good match. Rabakina back to back. Uh, young French girls, uh, Czech girls, sorry, young Czech girls. It's just me and the young French girls. I just, oh my god, I'm so sick. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, Rabakina, Noskova as well. That's, you know, Rabakina, that's back-to-back -back matches against young talents that you may have not seen or heard much of, so you're sort of unfamiliar, uh, you know, with their play styles, etc. Uh, so that, that match could also be very interesting. I remember from earlier this year, Noskova Sabalenka actually in the Adelaide final was actually really good. Um, so maybe we can expect another good match here. Saros Rivas Tormo versus Petra Martic. Wow, this is perfect. So Saros Rivas, uh, Saros Rivas Cocaina versus Petra Martic. If Petra Martic finds her supplier and gets on the drugs again, this is. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> what? This is the the PED Olympics. What is this? Coke versus uh, pills, or powder versus syringes? Like, what is this? Unbelievable. Um, yeah, Sato Studios Stormo versus Petro Martic. The winner will face either Rybakina or Noskova. No, somewhat competitive little section here with you know a lot of quality players. Um, Alexandrova versus Fritzim, we already knew. Diana Schneider versus Bia Haddad Maya, we already knew. Uh, same with Cosiretto versus Simona Walter, we already knew all that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Bernardo Pera versus Dona Vekic, we already knew that. Uh, Jasmine Paulini versus Olga Danilovic, that could be interesting. Oceano Da versus Unshabur, wow, what a start for Unshabur. I mean, first round, she gets Bronzetti, who can only play well in one location on Earth. And it's most definitely not Paris, France. And in the second round, gets Ossian Donin, who's, who's, let's be honest, just a garbage player at this point. So, yeah, that's a much-needed draw. It's, it's amazing how it always works out for people like Unz. But others, no. Like, like Mukova and Drisku, look at their draws historically. Never fucking works out like this. Wow. I mean, Ons Jabor, this is a fucking dandy into the third round. And and you don't even want me to tell you who she could face in the third round. Paulini or Danilovic? Come on, and before you say anything, it's like, oh, I thought Jasmine Paulini. That's a first round. Jasmine Paulini is tough in the first round when, like, you're just, you're trying to settle in, get your feet on the ground, get your boots when your boots hit the ground, when you hit the ground running. Uh, I forget the expression. But that's in the first round when you just want to sort of ease into it. But once, you know, the ball's rolling and you're in the third round, give me fucking Jasmine Polini. I'll beat her into the ground. So, you know, before you say anything and, and jump at me and say, oh, you said Jasmine Polini. Yeah, in the first round. That's why I asked you to pray for Sori Kirstea. That shit's tough. Someone has to be a hero and, and you know, deal with that shit. I'll still pray for you, sorry. Every night. Yeah, what a dream for Unstjabor. Much needed. She really needed a draw like this to get going, and she got it. How fucking lucky is that? I swear to God, these players. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable how things work out sometimes. Okay, and that's, that's the top half. So those are all the second round matches that will be played in the next two days. Tomorrow, we have all the matches from the bottom half of the draw. All 24 second round matches from the... Oh, I think I'm lying to you. Hold up, I lied. All 16 matches, all 16 second round matches from the bottom half of the draw are going to be played tomorrow. Um, overall, there are 32 second round matches. So, 16 from the bottom half tomorrow. And then 16 from the top half the day after. Okay, so first up tomorrow, we talked about this uh, match. Well, I guess we talked about all of these matches when we were previewing them um, after their respective first round matches. But first up, we have Elise Martins versus Maria Camila Osorio Serrano, the unluckiest of losers. Nevertheless, she is a lucky loser uh, into the second round. Um, I talked about her story yesterday, or just like her, her path uh, from qualies to, to here. Now she's in the second round against Elise Mertens. That is 
I think a tricky one for her. Definitely a tricky one. But it also could be uh, tricky for Elise Mertens. But definitely, uh, rightfully, she is the favorite. Uh, Elise Mertens minus 145. Uh, Maria Camila Sor- Sorisano is plus 120. Now, this is tough to not be emotional. I, I, yes, 100% I want to, uh, Maria Camila Sorisano to win. Um, but I don't think it's a good idea to bet her. Um, I think the win enough will make me feel happy. <laughs> and just that that is good enough, even if, you know, there's like no bets involved, no profit or anything like that. Uh, I don't think it's a, a good idea to to bet her, to be honest, because I do think it's a tricky one. Uh, Elise Mertens just has more experience and, and against players who don't hit hard Elise Mertens is a serial killer compared to them um you know I say it all the time against the top 20 she'll lose to all of them but everyone else she'll you know beat the fuck out of them and yeah players like Maria Camilo Osorio Serrano they're like somewhere in between but Elise Mertens probably should be a bigger favorite I mean definitely I mean she is the favorite but you know, should probably be maybe a little bit more, like three, three, three and a half games. I think would be fair. Um, if Maria Camilo Osorio Serrano was plus three and a half games for a minus one ten, and like plus one sixty five ish, then maybe I'd consider it. But this close, honestly, the better bet to make would be at least Mertens minus one forty five. But yeah. Okay, Yelena Ostapenko, one of my picks to win it all. I'm a full believer in Yelena Ostapenko, even though I, you know, most of the time she gives me no reason not to. Um, At the end of tournaments, when she sort of pisses it all away. um, But just like yesterday, those are examples, or the day before, or was it yesterday? I think it was last night, yes, yesterday. That's, she gives you reason to believe. You look at her play, I'm like, wow, she's incredible. And of course, this is no secret. But it's about the consistency. And Peyton Stearns will really put her to the test. I do not see Ostapenko losing this at all. Once again, it only took one match of seeing Ostapenko like minus 800. We really, really don't see it often. Should she be minus 800 against Peyton Stearns? Probably not, but I still feel minus 280 is kind of low. But Peyton Stearns will definitely give her a test and definitely give her a good tennis match. The thing is, though, Peyton Stearns, she's a good counterpuncher, but you're not going to be able to counterpunch against Ostapenko. If you send the balls to her with power and pace, Ostapenko will use that power and pace redirect it towards you and beat you into the fucking ground if you give her short high balls she's gonna step inside the court and hit the fuck out of those balls so i think as a matchup this is really good for Ostapenko, but it is a tough competitor she is up against and could be uh could be a test for her one way or another but this is a really good match a good matchup for Ostapenko. definitely favors her uh stearns hits hard She's a good counter puncher, but I feel like that's no good against Ostapenko, who hits harder than her. So, you know, the whole counter punching, hitting hard thing, I mean, not going to be much use. 
But I'm um, looking forward to seeing some really, really uh, exciting forehand exchanges between the two of them. Storm Hunter, uh, one of my f favorite players at the moment. Plus 250 against Vitalina. I'm just going to have to do it again. I just have to. Again, maximum one unit. Storm Hunter plus 250 against Vitalina. Yeah. Just out of principle. So Potapova and Ostapenko in a parlay pays minus one ten. Uh, Potapova is up against Mayar Sharif. I mean, if you beat Taylor Townsend, Potapova six one six one in the first round, surely you should beat Mayar Sharif, right? I think as a matchup, Potapova is just way too much for Sharif. Um, but the problem is theirs. Mayor Sharif is a bit of a pusher. And, you know, if you don't hit hard, she'll, like, sort of capitalize her ratty ass and she'll get after you. Um, but the problem is if you yourself hit hard, Putapovo, you're prone to making a lot of errors, right? So I think that's, you know, something to look out for. But I think Putapova's on and this should this should be good for her. Um Mayor Sharif is not quick and as a bit more reliant on power uh, and and placements and, and just good shots rather than speed and, and just getting chasing some more balls or getting to balls early, setup, etc. Um, which I don't think she'll be able to do much of that against Potapova. Okay, so like I said, Potapova and Ostapenko both to win together is uh, only minus 110. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, Camilla Georgie versus Pagula. Um, I'm just going to keep betting Pagula overs. I think the one against uh, Collins is the first one that loses out of like a million. So I'm just going to go back to it. Nothing else. Nothing else. I hope Georgie wins. It'll, be, it'll just make this tournament more interesting. Uh, I'm tired and bored of Jesse Pagula. She's a scammer. She's a fraud, I think. Um, even though she played really well against Daniel Collins... And I honestly did enjoy seeing a player who reads the game so well and makes such good decisions on the fly, is able to problem solve. Like, yeah, she makes a lot of errors. Yeah, she's not very talented. Yeah, her her bag is not very deep. But she has other strengths, and she sort of makes it work and, and sort of plays towards her own strengths. Um, which you gotta respect. Um... I feel like we've seen a lot of Camilla Georgie Pagula matchups in the last few years. I say a lot, but if, it might only be like two or three, right? Definitely one last year in Clay, and definitely one earlier this year in like Miami or Indian Wells or something. Wow. So six meetings. I was right. Six meetings. Um. Yeah, six meetings all in the last four years. Um, hold up. Yeah, four out of those six went to three sets. And the other two that didn't were 6-2-6-2, six, two, six, two, so they didn't go over. Um, so yeah, just four of them went over, and they went to three sets. Um, the meeting earlier from this year was, was in Indian Wells, Georgie, first set 6-3. And then Pagula 6162. Uh, last year in Toronto, 
um, Georgie first set 6-3 again, and then Pagula 6-7-5. Last year, also on the clay, first set Pagula 7-5, second set Georgie 6-2, third set Pagula 7-5. Pagula's head-to-head is 5-1 and one in those six matches against Georgie. Um, the only match that Georgie won was in Montreal three years ago, uh, three-set win, uh, outdoor hard. So, <clears throat> yeah, by the way, uh, Stearns, Ostapenko, first meeting. Um, Elise Mertens, uh, Maria Camilo Osorio Serrano, uh, first, uh, second meeting. The first meeting was last year in Wimbledon, uh, Maria Camilo Osorio Serrano retired uh, in the third set. She actually won the first set 6-1, lost the second 2-6, retired down 2-4 in the third set at Wimbledon last year. Um, and Hunter's Vitalina. Vitalina is 1-0 against her <laughs> in Thailand, Hua Hin. Uh, Svitalina won 6-1, 6-2 three years ago. <clears throat> okay. So yeah, for Pagula Jesse, well Pagula Jesse, <laughs> for Pagula Georgie, um, over twenty and a half. Yep. Next, uh, Samsonova versus Pavlichenkova. Honestly, could be a decent match. Um, both players, once upon a time, not too long ago, were, you know, really, really in foreign players at the moment it's quite the opposite samsonova in her first match uh she beat volleynets six love six one now that's a big scoreline but that's it's volleynets you know and pavlichenkova six two six two again a big scoreline that's Fruvitova. both of those are young little weak inexperienced girls you know so yeah uh as far as betting this match i have no interest but this uh, could be an interesting match. Faux show. Honestly, I feel like under 21.5 is like too high. Honestly, I, it's just... I. Uh, you know, sometimes I do this just purely gut feeling. Just bet an under 21.5. Just because. With no real idea of who's going to win. But just you know it's going to be in straights. I might do that. Do you guys want to do that? If you do it, I'll do it. Simple. Pavlichenkova, Samsonova, under 21 and a half. Really, seriously, if, if you do it and you tell me you are you want to do it and you're going to do it, I'll do it too with you. For sure. Karolina Mukova versus Podroshka. It's nice to see Mukova finally uh, get a nice little match easy something to you know build confidence rhythm maybe snowball that into the next rounds etc i hope she doesn't uh you know screw it up um she's minus 600 minus five and a half games against podroshka not gonna bet it but you know all eyes on mukovo uh further down in this uh or later on in this tournament Putanseva versus Shinwen Shang. Um, very interesting match. Uh, contrasting in sti- contrast of styles. 
different sort of personalities. You know, I mean, it could be good. Putin Sevo, always dangerous on all surfaces. And Chin Wen-Sheng, obviously the more talented, uh, powerful player, more solid for sure. So, let's see. The lines are... Shin Wen Shang minus three twenty, minus four and a half games, uh, over under twenty and a half. I'm not really interested, but if I really, really had to, I'd bet over twenty and a half. But something tells me it's straight such Shin Wen Shang, but also in over twenty and a half fashion. So like a six three seven five type deal, something like that. Vondrusova, Kasatkina. Honestly, I kind of like, generally speaking, I kind of like Vondrusova. I definitely fuck with her. And Kasatkina, uh, it's no secret that I can't stand her. But I must say, I'm very surprised um, that Vondrusova is this big of a favorite. Minus 250, minus four games. Um, it's a lot. Um, I feel like she's one of those players lately, very overvalued. I definitely feel like she's mispriced. Definitely overrated by the markets uh, for some reason. Uh, and it's not like Cassis Kino's an underrated player, uh, especially in, in the current markets, you know. Um, so, yeah, definitely a little strange, that line. By the way, Sharif, Potapova, first meeting. Uh, Mukova, Podoroshka, second meeting. First meeting was goddamn seven years ago in a Futures tournament. Uh, Podoshka won in three sets. Uh, outdoor hard. Samsonova Pavlichenkova first meeting. Putinseva Shinwansheng also first meeting. Vondrusova Kasatkina fifth meeting. The head to head is split 2 2. Um, their most recent meeting was at the US Open uh, two years ago. Kasatkina won from a set down. On clay, they actually did play at the French Open in 2017. So six years ago, Kasatkina won 7-6-6-4. Two years after that in Rome, Vondrusova won in three sets. So it seems like their matches are pretty close. Uh, four matches between them. Uh, two of them went to three sets, but three of them went over. There was a 7-5-6-4 one. So, with that being said, I actually do like the over. But me, personally, I'm done uh, betting Kasatkina matches. So, just something to consider. I think over 20.5 is a little bit low. I actually might bet it. Actually, I like it. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next, Carol Garcia versus Anna Blinkova. You know what? Um... Carol Garcia, she's going to lose. You just know she's going to lose one of these matches. So why don't you just bet against her until she does, and every time just increase your wager. Isn't that smart? So let's do that then. Let's start here with this match. Blinkova. Blinkova. The unsuspecting... The, one of the unsuspecting... Informed players on clay. Never would have expected that, considering she's definitely a hardcore specialist, as Medvedev would say. 
and was horrific in the hardcore season uh, so far this year. Um, and then seeing her on clay start playing well, it's weird. It's definitely weird. It's very backwards. But made the Strasbourg final. She's here today in the second round against Caro Garcia, who sucks, who has no confidence, and always crumbles under the pressure uh, of the French crowd. In front of them, she always falters. So we'll start tomorrow with one unit on Anna Blinkova, plus 200. If it loses, next round, pl uh, two units on whatever. Uh, if it's not plus money, it's to win two units, etc. etc. Okay, we can, we can do that. Uh, it'll, it'll be fun for sure. And as soon as she wins, we're done. We take the profit, we walk, right? So, yeah. Sara Arani versus uh, Camila Irina Bigu. Um, Sara Arani beat Jilly Teichman, right? Um, Camila, Camila Irina Bigu beat Anna Bogdan. Yikes, I remember that. Bigu, honestly, solid. Big player, strong, powerful. Uh, not smart, but makes good decisions most of the time. Uh, has, like, a very good game sense and game feel. Um... She's pretty, like, intimidating on the court. She's she's good. I like her, Bigu. Um, Sarah Rani, she beat Jilly Teichman, but she's only plus 410 and plus five and a half games against Bigu. Unfortunately, that's a bit of a tough one to bet. Um, but Bigu, minus five and a half or under 19 and a half, I must say that's a bit tempting. Something like that. It's very aggressive. And I the... It's not a good line, or it's it's not that the line is off. I'd say it's pretty sharp. Um, so this would definitely be a very aggressive sort of bet. But I think either an under 19.5 or a minus 5.5 for Bigu might come through. I'll have to think about that. Sabalenka, not often you see her with a piss-easy match like this in any tournament. Uh, against the qualifier, Irina. Shimanovic. So, Irina versus Arena. Uh, Sabalenka is minus 7.5. And, and the total is 16.5. I'd say it's a bit crazy. But to be honest, you can't bet that. Whatever it is. I mean, if you try and bet the over... I mean, it's Sabalenka against the no-name. Like, in reality, this might be a 40-minute match. Uh, you can call it practice. Like a 6-1-6-1, and, you know, it's over. Sloan Stevens, Vivi Grasheva. It's going to be a pass. Um, I'm done with Sloan Stevens. I'm done with Sloan Stevens. I've had enough. Honestly, that's a very low price. On Stone Stevens, Vivi Grosheva is still a bit uh, inflated due to her recent form from this season. Um, and maybe Stone Stevens slightly undervalued, um, deflated since her shocking performances for years now, it feels like. So this is, I think, a good uh, buy low spot, they call it. Or maybe a sell high for Grosheva, huh? This is definitely a sell high for Grosheva. Uh, so Sloan Stevens minus 175. 
uh, I I personally am not gonna bet it because I I have this rule. It's called I don't bet on bad players. So I'm not gonna do that. But I'm I'm just saying I I recommend it. I think it's a good bet. By the way, Shimanovic, Sabalenka, this is their first meeting. Stevens, Vivi, Grosheva, this is their fourth meeting. Grosheva leads 2-1. Two 2-1, and one. Two to one, I mean. Uh, all meetings on Outdoor Heart. Yeah. But uh, Stevens is actually a clay court player, so... Yeah, and by the way, Irani Bigu, this is their sixth meeting. Irani leads the head-to-head three-two. Yep. Uh, last year they met on clay. Bucharest Bigu won six-two, six-two. Three years ago on clay, Bigu won six-one, six-three. But then the first three meetings, Irani won those in straights. Two of them being on clay. Barcelona 2012. Wow, that's 11 years ago. Wow. And Palermo also 2012. Wow, that is 11 years ago. Wow, who knew? Wow. Good for them. Okay. Mm, this, okay, this. Wow. Wowie. Magdalena Frech versus Rachimovo. Rachimovo is plus 120? And Magdalena Frech is minus 145? What is this? Something's wrong here. Rachimova leads the head to head 2 to 1. They had one meeting on clay, which was last year, Rachimovo won in straights. I mean, have they not been watching Rachimovo? Do they not know? Okay, I'm... Wow. Okay. Rachimovo plus 120 is, is going to be the easiest bet on the board tomorrow, I think. Okay. Um, that is This is a ridiculous line. And, yeah. Rachimovo... Plus 120. Nothing else to say. That's it. Wow. If you could if you if you could only make one bet tomorrow, that'd be it. That'd be it right there. Clara Towson versus Leila Annie Fernandez. <sighs> Clara Towson leads the head to head 1-0. It was at the Aussie Open Girls tournament four years ago so juniors thousand one six four six three um Leila Fernandez sucks okay um she beat Lynette but Lynette also sucks uh Clara Towson here as a qualifier look looks like she's finally playing well um honestly beat some decent ish players like in quality she beat Katie Swan Petro Marchenko, Miriam Bjorklund, which aren't like amazing players, but for qualities, etc. Decent compared to like who else, like whatever else she could have gotten, you know. 
And then Sasnovich in the first round. Clara Towson beat her 6-2, 6-love. I know it's Sasnovich, bit of a crazy one. Could be very good or very bad, but Clara Towson wins this. And she's only minus 120, so... Minus 115, actually. Rachimova plus 120? Wow. Wowie. Okay, now lastly, Elena Venetian versus Leolio Jean-Jean. Uh, this is going to be a pass. This is a no thank you to end the day. Um, yeah, really fast. Again, Spitfire are, are picks. Uh, gun to my head. My brain says Elise Mertens minus 145, but my heart says uh, Maria Camilo Soria Serrano plus 120. Uh, Ostapenko in a parlay mm, with Potapova. How does that sound, right? Uh, Storm Hunter plus 250, I think, is worth at least one unit. Jesse Pagula, Camilla Georgie over 20 and a half. Um, Samsonova, Pavlichenkova. Um, really just have a feeling it's going to be under 21 and a half. Have no idea who's going to win or, or why, but that's just what I'm saying. Uh, Mukova, Podoroshka. Uh, can't bet that one. Uh, Shinwen Shang, Putin Seva. My heart and brain and guts are telling me over 20 and a half and or Shinwen Sheng in straights. Feels like it's going to be two close sets, but Shinwen Sheng wins them both. So I guess if you really like, you can pick one or the other or both. Anna Blinkovo just bet against Cara Garcia until she loses. Increase your stake uh, each time to account for, you know, losses, etc. Uh, to guarantee you're in profit, you know? Yeah. It's, I think it's called, like, a chase system. Yeah, and it would help if she, like, her opponents are plus money for the next few rounds. That'll definitely help. Because she's, I mean, she's obviously going to lose at some point. And, like, there's a 0% chance she wins the title. So, like... Yeah, if we have to better until the final, then we'll we'll do that. But I'm she'll definitely lose in the next couple matches for sure. So, yeah. Bigu Irani, if you really want to be aggressive, you bet Bigu minus five and a half and or under nineteen and a half. Savalenka Shimanovich can't bet that one honestly. But if you really want to have some fun and be on the edge of your seat, under sixteen and a half, maybe question mark. Sloan Stevens is a steal at minus 175, to be honest, given recent form, etc. All things considered, this is honestly a really, really, really good bet. Uh, but my number one rule, and my, my number one and only rule, is I don't bet on bad players. So I'm not going to be able to do that one. Camila Rachimovo versus Magdalena Freck. If you could only bet one ma match or place one bet tomorrow, it'd be Rachimovo Moneyline plus 120. Clara Towson will beat Leila Annie Fernandez minus 120, and that's honestly the match of the day, I think. If, okay, Ostapenko, Stearns, okay. New segment. We're going to do the top three matches or something like that, or the match of the day or something. Since this is 16 matches, we'll do three matches. The top three matches are uh, Ostapenko versus Stearns. Georgie versus Pagula.
Antausen versus uh, Leila Fernandez. Okay, honorable mention to Putin Seva and Chin Wenchang. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the safe space. As always, best of luck to us, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you.